Good morning, friends and family. This is Gail Manizak with uh, City Changers, Illinois. Thank you so much for joining me. Today, we're going to talk about faith. Um, We're going to talk about... We're also going to talk about fear. And I know I've been talking about anxiety a lot and fear a lot. But you know what? Our world is running rampant with it. We have a lot of people that need to find strength in the things that they're walking through that are that are fearful, that are stealing their joy, that is stealing their lives. Amen. Uh, life, life is just full of, of faith stealers, like doubt, like stress, like uncertainty, uh, and possibly the most common and harmful of of all these is probably fear, I would say, and in its physical manifestation of anxiety and how it affects our life. Stress, amen. Anxiety, stress, all that type of thing is so hard, even on not on our just our emotions, but on our physical body. So fear, fear is our human response to situations that we don't understand and, and over which we have no control or we feel we have no control. And when this is our reality, we, we just peer into the future and try to see what's ahead of us and what, what we're able to distinguish in the darkness, in the shadows, and, and it leaves us crippled many times by fear and anxiety. And sometimes life does seem dark. Sometimes the things we go through seem dark. But let me tell you that Jesus in the word says there is no darkness in him. We need to go and hide under the shadow of the almighty. Amen. So fear, it's a part of the enemy's arsenal to wreak havoc in our lives ultimately diminishing our faith. The enemy is masterful, masterful at deception. He's done it for millions of years. And so his strategy is to cause us to to focus on fear instead of the one in whom our faith rests, Jesus Christ. So when we submit to fear and when we allow our minds to become controlled by fear, Satan has influence over us then. So how do we wrench our fears from the control of the enemy? How do we take our fears back and say, no, we're not going to fear? And how do we bring them under the authority of God? In Psalms 56 verse 3, David said, when I am afraid, I will trust you. Notice he said when. He didn't say if I'm afraid. He was afraid. Amen. There are many in the Bible that have went through fear. Just like we do. He, he understood that in the, in the fallenness of our world that we're going to be tricked by fear. We're going to be deceived by fear. David's response was to, to turn towards God and to cling to him with childlike faith, utterly secure in the knowledge of God's love. Expose the lies that the enemy plants in your mind by by exercising faith in what? In the truth that is contained in the scriptures. Stay in the word every day. 
Fight lies with truth. Only God knows everything. Only God knows the past and the present and the future. Only God knows what your future holds. Only God knows what your present holds even. Known to God from eternity are all his works. We can't begin to fathom the depths of his knowledge and understanding. So when the enemy comes to us, when he corners us, when he backs us into a corner and he has us into fear, that's the only vague uh, possibility in the future. Fight it. Fight it with truth-based thinking. Fight it with the scriptures. Use scripture to nullify and destroy the lies of the enemy. I just pray right now that your discernment is high and you recognize the lies of the enemy. So anyway, let's build up our collection, you know what, of, of scriptural understanding. Even if, if all that is left in our faith tank, so to speak, is the smallest whisper of faith, it's enough. Let me tell you, friends, it's enough in the hands of an all-powerful God. It is enough. So when the Bible speaks of our heart, it doesn't mean our our anatomical heart within our chest, amen, which, which beats and pumps blood through our body. It refers to uh, the, the metaphysical center of who we are. The heart is the place for which uh our being our awareness our hopes our desires are are birthed right there in the very center of our being so it's the place from which we believe and what we believe determines how how we're going to behave so from this place inside ourselves we truly worship god Jesus alone is our source of truth. He alone can authoritatively give our heart what it needs. He he alone can legitimately instruct us on what we should believe. So we were made to worship him and to find peace and fulfillment in following him. So when Jesus says, uh, do not let your hearts be troubled, he exercises spiritual insight add authority into our human condition. Fear and lies go hand in hand. Our enemy, the devil, loves to lie to us, to leave us feeling insecure, and to leave us feeling fearful or afraid. And when confronted with fear, we've got to, the first place we've got to run to is Jesus. Seek to hear the truth. He speaks authoritatively over our fears, letting his truth disarm the lies that we've taken into our heart. Amen. Then we need to be brave and we need to walk in faith and to take action, demonstrating that we believe God's truth over the lies of the enemy. No matter what we feel, we're going to believe the truth. So Jesus acknowledges the importance of our heart and the uh, emphasis with with what it means to be human. He understands what it means to experience 
uncertainty or temptation or insecurity or fear or anxiety. So when he says, do not let your heart be troubled, believe in God, believe also in me. He is showing us where to find our peace for our weary heart. And and he's inviting us into the place of rest under his sovereign authority. Amen? All of us experience fear in one way or another. You know, maybe you're... Uh, Maybe you walk in the the early hours of the morning remembering that you have a a pile of bills. You, you wake up thinking about that instead of uh something more pleasant than that and you're you're waiting to to be paid and you have an empty bank account or maybe you don't sleep much at all because every every noise you hear reminds you of the time your your home was broken into or or sometimes we have different fears uh that come like uh had that have to do with illness or death death of a loved one being alone there's being lonely there's also different kinds of fear to consider many of us live with nagging worry that if people really knew us they would probably be disappointed in us that we didn't have more fear or excuse me, have more faith. But fear blinds us to the calendar and and actually to the character of our kind, our loving and our all-powerful Father and Lord. It blinds us to Him and, and the promises. So which is why the psalmist actually states in Psalms 27 that all he asks is that we seek after the Lord, that we dwell in His place that we gaze upon his beauty and you and, and then that we inquire in his temple. So what the psalmist wanted most in the midst of the the fear-inducing turmoil he was facing was to be near to God and to know him. He wanted this more than he wanted his problems to be solved even. So when we are feeling, you know, as if we're overwhelmed by the darkness that fear brings, we should ask ourselves that our what our heart is desiring. Are we lo- longing for a glimpse of our Savior? Or are we desperately trying to find solutions to the problems that we're facing? Actually, when our gaze is stolen away from the only one who can save us, Our heart and mind become vulnerable and can be overwhelmed by fear. God alone is our light. God alone is our salvation and our stronghold. And when our our eyes are fixed on Him, we can't help but marvel at who He is. And we're able to stand on the, the firm foundation of His love and His grace that provides, even while... You know, we're in the storm, and the storm is raging around us. We're going to find that peace that he has provided for us. Truth is a fixed thing. It's immovable. It's, it's unchangeable, set into the, the fabric of life's reality. We can't adjust it. We can't change it. It's not uh, relative to... Each person's personal perspective, Jesus is the embodiment of truth. So his word, 
The Bible is a, a source of truth, and we need to worship God in spirit and in truth. Finally, the Bible tells us that the truth sets us free. So therefore, since Jesus is truth, he sets us free. John 8, verse 32. Our enemy, of course, the devil is a liar and he's a bully. He uses fear to get us to substitute God's truth for lies and deception to trip us up into our uh, ability to relate to God even. So as, as Jesus intends for us to, when God says that all who come to him are forgiven, this is what the devil whispers. He says, yeah, but, but you should have known better. Yeah, but God, God won't forgive you this time. You, you know, you keep making the same mistake over and over again. Your repentance is not sincere. That's what the enemy whispers in your ear. And many of you have heard it. And many of you, it has frightened you or distressed you or made you anxious. But you know what? The devil sets a false perception that exists only in our minds. One based on a fear of God's rejection of us. God doesn't reject us. And in that moment, we begin to live with that fear that makes us insecure with God, like Adam and Eve did, say, in the Garden of Eden. Then we begin to metaphorically clothe ourselves and, and try to make ourselves acceptable to God, trying to earn his approval, feeling this rejection. And then the devil has succeeded in breaking our relationship with God as as we no longer relate to him in spirit and in truth, but rather in insecurity and in deception. We no longer feel comfortable looking to him in the looking to God in the eye, but rather looking down and away. That's not how God wants us to look, is down and away. He wants us to look him in the eye. He he knows us. He knows our frame. And it's times like this that we need to train ourselves to cast away the fear and rather rely on God's truth, the perfect love of God or for us and the completeness of his forgiveness is not affected by our insecurity. It's not affected by anxiety. It's, it's not affected by our personal feelings. It's not affected by our feelings at all. When we meditate on the truth of God's word, we can say to those fearful thoughts of rejection, you know what? I don't believe you. I believe and I rely on God's truth. I benefit from, from what I don't deserve. And, I've, I, and fear of God's rejection has no place in me. So in that moment of fear, <coughs> excuse me, will be driven out and we will be left with God's perfect love for us, ready to live and respond to it just as exactly as we should. So people, you know, the world over, they're gripped by fear. Look at, look at just our last few years here with the 
the COVID pandemic and all that's went on uh, um, politically and all that. Economic and financial pressure, political uncertainties, relational breakdowns, crime, health issues, job losses, rejection, abandonment, so many different things. And these exist in the realm of, quote, might or possibly or could. And this is all speculative. When we live, when we leave these fears unchecked, we don't fight fear with faith. We can find ourselves in a stronghold of fear. Capture um, starts with one subtle lie followed by another. And before we know it, a lie of, of huge proportions has, has us in its grip. And the enemy uses these strongholds to fear and to entrap us. And we become prisoners of fear. Now I'm going to go ahead and close here. Fight fight your fear with faith by immersing yourself in the knowledge of God's character. In his very essence, he is good and utterly trustworthy. His word is trustworthy. Even when you forget his provision in your place of fear... He is gracious in in reminding you of his constancy. So when you're faced with fear, remind yourself of the times that God has never failed you. Look back on your life and see the times that God has brought you through in the past. Build up your, your encouragement. Encourage yourself in that. Build up your own collection of memorial stories which you can look back on. And when you're afraid, you can remind yourself that God is your refuge. God is a stronghold in times of fear. I want you to remember this. I pray that, that you will begin to look up at God. He is not against you. He is for you. If you've sinned, if you've done something wrong, simply repent and it is behind you. And God is not going to remember it against you. So fix your eyes on Jesus. If you've, if you've become so anxious and so fearful, repent for that and ask God to help you with that. <laughs>